This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Day one of the 2023 NFL Combine is in the books. The defensive linemen made up of the defensive tackles, the defensive ends, the edge rushers, and the linebackers all completed their on-field workouts, their 40 times, their vert jumps, their broad jumps, the change of direction stuff. Some of that information has came in. Uh, Sometimes it comes in a little bit after the fact, you know, from NFL.com. But day one, the defensive side of the ball, day two tomorrow, we wrap up the defense with the cornerbacks and the safeties before we get to the offensive side for the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Thank you for anybody who is now a new follower of me on Twitter or checking out the Saturday Sunday podcast for the first time. Uh, Really enjoyed interacting with so many of you on Twitter today. Uh, Picked up a lot of followers as I was live tweeting my thoughts on every single player that was at the Combine today, whether they ran the 40, whether they chose not to run the 40 and just do the on-field workouts. I shared my thoughts on every single player that was at the Combine on the defensive line and the linebacker group, and we had some fantastic testing uh, today. Just really impressive, the athletic performances, the 40, the vert, the broad jump, the fluidity we saw in the movement drills, you know, on the the positional workouts, really impressive day across the board. So we're going to do some instant recap shows. Obviously, we don't even know the full athletic picture yet, haven't really had time to process and digest this, recording this soon uh, after the first night ended of the combine so still kind of processing but i figured i'd hop on here do an instant reaction show share my thoughts from day one of the combine so let's kind of get right into it and i'll just go in the groups that they kind of had it set up today so if we start with the defensive line group because that was the group that kind of went first uh I think a couple guys really stood out from this. And I think that I think maybe the most surprising performance of the day came from Jalen Redmond out of Oklahoma. He was 6'2, 291, and he put on a show. His two unofficial times were 485 and 486. The official time came in at 4.81. He had a 34.5 vertical jump. He had a 9.8 broad jump. This is a guy, really impressive performance from Jalen Redmond. This was a guy who was not generating a lot of buzz, uh, was a little bit undersized. I think most people expected him maybe to be an average athlete, and he came there and he put on a show. Uh, I had classified him as a slightly undersized defensive tackle, uh, good strength, power, toughness, and physicality, good hand usage and techniques, plays a good motor, good in run support, and shows some upfield pass traits. I thought he was going to test that maybe as a good average to good athlete. Instead, he tested out as a very good athlete, uh, showing quickness and movement skills, You know, showing explosion in the jumps. So really impressive performance uh, from Jalen Redmond. I think he was one of the guys who really stood out from the first group. 
Another guy who really stood out and I thought tested uh, really impressive was Gervon Dexter out of Florida, 6'5", 310 pounds. His official 40 time was 4.88. He had a 31 on the broad, 9-2, I'm sorry, 31 on the vert, 9-2 on the broad, and he looked really smooth in his on-field workouts. This is a guy who, very talented, I think he's in Dame Brugler's top 100, so this is a guy who definitely is in the day two mix. He's a two-gapping defensive tackle. He's got good athleticism, movement skills, and quickness. He shows length. He's got play strength, power, toughness. He plays with good effort and aggressiveness. He's good in run supporting. He's got some upfield pass traits. Definitely some inconsistency stuff, uh, but really impressive performance. So I think Redmond and Dexter were the two biggest surprises from that first group of defensive tackles. I think some other guys checked some boxes. You know, Brian Breesy out of Clemson, you know, 6'5", 298, and his official 40 time was a 4.86. Like, I don't think people realize just how insane that is with a 1.71 10-yard split. Uh, I think he checked the boxes. I think we're talking about a guy who's ticketed uh, for round one. Very, very versatile player. Uh, a guy who you can do a lot of different things with. The NFL is going to be intrigued by him. Uh, he can play the run. He's got some pass rush skills. He's good athletically. He's you know good length. A lot of things to like about him. I think he's a guy who's on that round one two border. I think he checked boxes here for sure. I think uh, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin at six foot three, uh, almost six foot four, three hundred nine pounds. His official forward time was a five point oh eight. But I thought he looked really good in the drills. So the on-field drills, obviously, Benton, you know, 309 pounds. Not going to run a blazing 40 time. But I think he's the kind of guy that's going to really intrigue teams. I think he's a guy who will be somewhere on day two, maybe in that second round mix. But I thought he looked better athletically on the on-field drills than I thought. You know, on tape, there looked like there was some athletic limitations. But I thought... He showed a little bit better today in terms of his fluidity and his movement, but we know he's good to very good play, strength, power, toughness, physicality, good hand usage and techniques, nonstop motor, aggressive, you know, good in run support. So I really thought he, you know, looked good out there. And I obviously the guy who checked the box was Kalaja Kansi out of Pittsburgh, came in at 6'1", 281. We know he's an undersized defensive tackle. His official 40 time, his his, his first two 40 times were 478 and 473. The official came in at 4.67 with a 1.64 split. The next best 10-yard split official was 1.71 from the defensive tackle group. He was at 1.64. So this is a guy who... There was some Aaron Donald talk before, come from the same school. But now the, this performance at the Combine, I think, is going to really help his draft stock. I think he's a guy now that was, I thought, definitely ticketed for day two. I think he's now a guy who we could say on the border, round one, round two, maybe 20 to 40. Yeah, he's an undersized pass rushing, three-tech defensive tackle, but he's got very good athleticism, movement skills, lateral quickness, agility, change of direction skills, first-step explosion, play strength, power. You know, an upfield disruptor is always in high demand. So I think Kansi and Breesy checked off boxes in terms of being what we wanted them to be, maintaining their status as round one, round two guys. Uh, you know, Redmond was a guy who I think really surprised, like I said. Uh, 
And same thing with Gervin Dexter. If I look at the the rest of the list, I thought Zach Pickens uh, looked pretty good in the on-field drills, and he ran a 4.89. He's a former five-star recruit. Uh, Mozzie Smith, obviously, he was going to be, last year he was number one on Bruce Feldman's freak list. He decided not to partake in the combine right now. He's going to do everything at the pro day. So I think when we get a chance to see him down the line, He's going to blow it up, so unfortunately we didn't get a chance to see him. So I think those are the things that kind of stood out from the first group. I think the big winners were Redmond and uh, and Gervin Dexter. I think Kalaji Kansi was a big winner. He needed to test like a great athlete. He did based on his undersized ability. And then obviously uh, I talked a little bit about, about Keanu Benton. I think he solidified himself. And then same thing with Breesey. I think you're talking about a bunch of guys checked off boxes of what we wanted to see. Uh, Redmond and Dexter will send me back to the film to to watch a little bit more of those guys as well. But they were big, big time winners, I think, especially Redmond. Uh, those numbers that he put up athletically at 6'2", 291, you know, were elite level athletic testing numbers. So he's a guy who I have on my radar to, to get some more eyes on because I think we're going to see his draft stock considerably rise. If we take this to the second group of the D-line, and that was more predominantly where we had our defensive end and edge rushers, but we have some bigger defensive linemen in there that maybe are tweeners between defensive tackle, defensive end, or more of a run-stopping you know, 4-3 defensive end or 3-4-5 tech. Uh, we had some edge defenders run with the linebackers. They still for whatever reason, cannot find a way to properly place the guys at the combine. It's it's one of the weirder things. But right off the bat, the most significant thing that we saw was Adetami Adabara, Adaborway, out of Northwestern. He put up arguably the most freakish NFL combine performance we have ever Seen okay, a lot of time, mostly people call him Tommy Adabare. He ran a 4.4940. That was his official 40 time at six feet six one at 282 pounds. A 4.4940. A 1.61 10-yard split, a 37.5 vertical jump, and a 10.5 broad jump. All the great athletic composite numbers that are out there, Ken Platt, uh, at MathBomb, uh, Hayden Winks, all these guys that that have these things that they test for athletic scoring, basically... He broke the system, basically, you know, joking around. But that was how impressive uh, Adabare was out of Northwestern, at his size, at his frame, and putting up those athletic testing numbers. So he, right off the bat, was going, you know, looking alphabetical. He was the first guy in the second group, and he absolutely killed it. We're talking about a guy, if you're unfamiliar with his game, that he was already a guy who was, I think, in the round two, day two mix. I think now round two, you know, he's 6'1", 282, but he's got very good to great athleticism, movement skills, explosiveness, short area quickness, burst for his size, very good play strength, power, and physicality. Uh, he's got pass rush moves. He can play to run. He can play 
all along the defensive line. You want to play him at defensive end, he can do it. You want to play him at defensive tackle, he can do that. After his athletic testing today, you want to stand him up and be an edge rusher if you're three, four front or, 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 you know, multiple fronts. I think you could do that with him, you know, as well. Uh, so really impressive performance, uh, right out of the gate, uh, by Adabare. And he kind of set the stage for how impressive this group was going to be. Uh, Robert Beal out of Georgia, you know, didn't get the recognition on that loaded defensive front, but his official 40 yard dash time for a guy who was six foot three, 247 pounds was 4.48, a 1.64 10 yard split, uh, a 30 inch vert and a 10 three broad jump. So he, was what maybe the biggest surprise performance out of this group. Uh, not the most amazing, you know, Adabare, we already talked about him, but I think he was maybe one of the biggest surprise performances, a 4.48. I mean, that's going to be faster than some good running backs and wide receivers at 247 pounds. I mean, that's just remarkable. Uh, other guys that stood out, Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, six foot five, two sixty four. He ran a f- uh, official time of four point five eight with a thirty four inch vert and a ten five broad jump. Really impressive performance from Isaiah Foskey. He's another guy who I think uh, is ticketed for somewhere on day two, and. Uh, he checked off boxes today. Great size and frame. Very good athleticism, movement skills, agility, footwork, first step quickness, bend off the edge, pass rush skills. Uh, he's got great length, high motor. He could play either front, 4-3 defensive end, or 3-4 uh, edge with, with starter upside and starter traits. So I thought he was a big winner from that group. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see Zach Harrison do anything. I think they said it was a groin strain or something. Uh so he would have tested really well, but we didn't get a chance to see him. Uh, Will McDonald did not run the 40, but he came in at 6'3", 239. He had a 36-inch vert and an 11-inch broad. We know he's going to be tested out as an elite athlete. He showed that with the jumps. We could see it on tape. This is an explosive 3-4 edge rusher who I think is going to be was on that round one, round two border. I think now he's in the top 20 mix. I I forget who had him in a recent mock as high as like number eight, but I think top 15, top 20 are in the mix for a guy like Will McDonald. Uh, Teams are looking for that explosive edge pass rushers. He checks off all the athletic boxes. So I think while he didn't run the 40, I think McDonald's jumps showed what type of level athlete he is. And I think it's going to continue to see his stock rise. We saw him at the Senior Bowl look good. Now the Combine checking off boxes. So I thought it was an impressive performance from him. Uh, Other things that stood out at the edge position, uh, Dotavius Robinson out of Mississippi played really, uh, performed really well. He's six foot six, 257 pounds. He ran a 4.66 official 40 yard dash time, 33.5 vert, 10 inch broad. Uh, this is a guy who I think, you know, people are sleeping on a little bit. Uh, really interesting player, you know, Robinson is out of Mississippi, great size, good frame, good athleticism, movement skills, 
speed and burst. He's got first step quickness. He's got bend off the edge, good pass rush skills, great length, good footwork, can play either 4-3 defensive end or stand him up as a 3-4 edge rusher. I think he's taking it for early day three, but maybe his combine performance maybe even bumps him up a little bit more. Next guy we got to was Nolan Smith. And we talked about checking boxes, physical freaks. This guy came in at 6'2", 238. He ran a 4.3940. He had a 41.5 vert and a 10.8 broad. This is a guy who most mocks had early 20s, mid-20s. I think you're going to start to see the buzz post-combine of this guy in top 10s, top 12s, top 15s. Because this is a guy who's explosive. He can... Good first step quickness, bend off the edge, can play the run. There is not a lot to dislike about Nolan Smith. He's got good instincts and techniques. Uh, He's good in run support. We're talking about a high, high level athlete. Good play strength. Uh, A lot to like about Nolan Smith. And he didn't even get asked to rush the passer. I think there's even more there than maybe we even see. I mean, we started out with Trayvon Walker last year, right, based on what Georgia asked him to do. I think Nolan Smith could even be a more impactful pass rusher than maybe the, the production and the statistics at that athleticism, at that that explosiveness. Really impressive by Nolan Smith. He was one of the big, big winners. Uh, two out of USC, he dropped down from his listed college weight was like 280. He, he came in at 266. He didn't do uh, any of the 40 or the broader vert, but his on field drills looked really, really impressive. And we're talking about a guy who, uh, very versatile defensive line. He can play 4 3 as a power defensive end, 3 4 5 tech. He can kick inside, but really fluid. Good footwork, good movement. We saw that in the on-field drills today. So I think a team is going to look at, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, Tuli, uh, Tupolo Tu, and I think they're going to see a very versatile, movable chess piece along the defensive line front, and you're going to see him increase his stock and kind of solidify himself as a round two guy. I do think he's, he's going to have to do the testing now. So I'm not sure if he's fluid in the drills, but the testing he didn't think was going to go as well, and that's why he ducked out of it. He'll do that as pro day, I'm sure, but I'd like to get the full athletic profile of Thule because I I did really think that he looked really, really good in the on-field drills. Uh, Lucas Van Ness we knew was going to test out as a freak. He did. 6'5", 272 pounds. His official 40 time was 4.58 with a 1.64 10-yard split. He had a 31-inch vert and a 9-10 broad. Really impressive performance by him. And then the other big, big performance in terms of testing was Brian Young out of Tennessee. He was 6'2", 250 pounds. He ran a 4.43 at 250 pounds. He had a 38 vert and an 11 broad. Absolutely staggering numbers uh, for that, okay? 11, and I might have been saying inches, I apologize. Okay, 30-inch vert, 11-foot broad jump. Like, that is ridiculous when we're talking about 
the broad jump. Uh, so really, really impressive performance uh, by Brian Young. Obviously, there are some concerns. Uh, he is an older prospect. He's going to be 25. Uh, he doesn't have the production, you know, that you want to see from a guy like that. But I think after this performance and the athletic testing, I think he's he's going to find his way into day two uh, because I just think there's too much. It, what he put out there today was just too impressive. Uh, so I think that's gonna that's gonna be what we, you know we're gonna see his stock rise. But I mean, when you when you jump eleven feet as your broad jump with a thirty eight inch uh, vertical, I mean that's that's just remarkable. Like it, it, it truly, truly is uh, remarkable. So those are the things that kind of stood out. I, I don't think any. I, I will say some other guys who didn't do the forty. Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, Dylan Horton at TCU looked really good in the on-field workouts. Uh, he was a guy I thought uh, he he looked impressive. Uh, I think those were probably the guys that they hit on the guys that looked the best. Keon White, uh, he did not do the forty or, but he did jump a thirty-four inch vert and a nine-nine broad jump. Keon White is a guy who. Uh, expectations are high for him to go round one versatile defensive line can play four three de three four five tech kick inside and be a penetrating three tech defensive tackle he's got size he's got frame he's got athleticism burst first step bend off the edge uh hand usage a lot of stuff to like about keon white uh very versatile piece that is going to help a team for sure Will be interesting. I think round one is going to get really clustered after the combine's over. So does a guy like Keon White, you know, maintain what some people thought was a top ten or fifteen overall, and other people were in the thirties? Does he meet somewhere in the middle? You know, it'll be interesting to kind of see where Keon White goes. Obviously, a couple other big time prospects didn't partake in the combine from the edge group. Uh, Tyree Wilson's going to be a top ten pick at a Texas Tech. We didn't see him. Miles Murphy out of Clemson, we didn't see him. I should have mentioned, obviously, at the defensive line or defensive tackle group, we didn't see Jalen Carter, the legal stuff going on. Obviously, if that stuff, you know, kind of settles itself, uh, he'll be a top five pick. If not, you know, obviously we know the talent, you know, worthy of being the first pick overall based on his natural ability. So those are the kind of things that stood out from the edge group. If we kind of transition this over to the linebacker group, and really some impressive performances there. Uh, let's start right at the top. He probably should have been with the edge group, uh, but Will Anderson, uh, I think his official 40 time uh, was 4.6. His official 40 time was a four point, uh, 4.6, which is a really impressive performance. Uh 1.61. So if you compare that to the other edge guys, you can't really compare it to the linebacker. He's not an off-the-ball linebacker. He's 253 pounds. Uh, he's going to be a guy, 
they were talking about it on TV, a lot of Khalil Mack type comparisons. A guy who's got a good, he's a good athlete. He's got a good first step. He's got bend off the edge, but he's a, he wins a lot of his wins where he, he rushes with good power, explosion, hand usage, techniques. So a 4.640 for Will Anderson with a 1.610 yard split. He was checking boxes there. Uh, Yasir Abdullah, who is a, edge slash off the ball linebacker hybrid type player. He ran a 4.47 with a 1.56 10 yard split, a 36.5 broad. I mean, a 36.5 inch vert with a 10, nine broad jump, really impressive athletic performance by Yasir Abdullah, that hybrid player, uh, Jack Campbell at six foot four, two forty nine. He ran a 4.65, which is more than impressive based on those measurements. He had a 1.59 10 yard split. He had a 37.5 vert with a 10 8 broad jump. And he also had a great change of direction. I think it was the, uh, in terms of the shuttle or the recone, really great performance there as well. So Campbell ended up 4.24 in the 20 yard shuttle, 6.74 on the recone. So, Campbell went there and there were some, I think there were some question marks about his athleticism. I think he went above and beyond. So yeah, there might've been some moments where people thought there were some athletic limitations based on his film. I didn't really see that. I thought he was a good athlete and I think the combine kind of checked that off. On the flip side, Andre Carter at an army, he, a lot of concerns. This was the guy who went to the senior bowl, didn't look like he belonged there, developmental, then he goes here, he ducks out of the 40, his vert is 30 inches, and his broad is 9-1. This is a guy who we knew had frame concerns, run support, play strength concerns, but we thought was a guy who was going to test out as a good to very good athlete, and he very average, question marks about positional fit, question marks about run support. At this point, I think he's a developmental edge rusher pick that belongs somewhere on day three. I think the round two, round three talk is going to subside significantly based on what we've seen at the Senior Bowl and then at the Combine. Uh, Derek Hall, who probably should have been running with the D-line group, uh, 6'2", 254 pounds. He ran a 4.55 official 40, a 33.5 vert, and a 10.7 broad jump. Really impressive performance. Uh, Dayan Henley out of Washington State converted, you know, former, uh, you know, Switch positions to linebacker, was at the Senior Bowl, looked good there. Today, 4.5440, 10-yard split, 35-inch vert, and a 10-5 broad jump. I think we're talking about a guy who's locked in day two. Round two, round three, we'll see. But I think if you don't get the top linebackers, I think Henley is a very nice consolation prize somewhere on day two and could be you know, a athletic, you know, sideline to sideline guy, you know, at the linebacker position. Uh, some other guys that stood out, uh, B.J. Ojolari didn't run the 40. Uh, he did have a 32.5 vert and a 10.6 broad jump. Listen, we know who Ojolari is. He's a speed edge rusher, 6'3", 248 pounds. Uh, the Marvian Overshow out of Texas, 6'2", 229 pounds. He had a 
40 time of 4.56 with a 1.59 10-yard split. Very impressive. Uh, I think maybe the most surprising performance was Anthony Orgy out of Vanderbilt. Uh, at 6'1", 230, he had a 4.5340 with a 1.57 10-yard split. Uh, and then he had a 38.5 vert and a 10-2 broad jump. So I think he's a guy who helped himself a lot here. Owen Pepo out of Auburn, 6 feet, 225 pounds. He ran a 4.39. Like, I think people don't realize at 6 feet, 225, how crazy that is. Uh, you know, we... You know, that's like freakish Saquon Barkley type stuff, right? In terms of, you know, that 40 time. I think Saquon at his height and weight came and ran a 40 at 4.4 flat. You know, Owen Pepo, a linebacker, 4.39 with a 1.52 split, a 35.5 vert and a 10.6 broad jump. One of the most athletic players at the combine. Really impressive performance from Owen Pepo. Drew Sanders did not do... Uh, anything in terms of the drills, saving it for his pro day, but really smooth on-field work. Uh, I think checking the boxes in terms of what we expected to see <coughs> in terms of his on-field stuff. Trenton Simpson, we knew he was going to blow up the combine. Came in at 6'2", 235. His official 40-yard time was a 4.43 with a 1.55 split. Didn't do the vert and broad. I'm sure he would have blown them up as well. Uh those were the those are the key linebackers. I think Drew Sanders in the on field work looked at who, was who we thought he was going to be. Trenton Simpson was who we thought he was going to be. Uh, I think Shaka Hayward surprised people and tested out as a better athlete than we gave him credit for. I think Davon Henley uh, was a winner and and solidified his status somewhere comfortably on day two. I thought Derek Hall really looked well and probably out of place, should have been with the D-line group, but I thought he did good. I think Jack Campbell answered any questions that may have been lingering in terms of his athleticism. Uh, and on the other side, the flip side of that, Andre Carter, uh, the, the questions and concerns that were there, I think are even more validated after we saw this combine. So it was a great first day to combine the amount of athletic freak show performances we saw from the edge group, from a couple of the defensive tackles, and then a couple of the linebackers. You know, it has me excited to see, you know, tomorrow just how fast the corners and the safeties run. And then after that, we get the wide receivers. You know, if we have edge rushers running 4.4 and linebackers run 4.39 and, and guys you know, who are 280 pounds running a 4.49. What are we going to see in terms of some of these wide receivers and these DBs uh, from their 40 times? So I think it was a, a fun first day. I think some people, you know, maybe saw them, their stock rise a little bit in round one. I talked about a guy like Nolan Smith, maybe, and Will McDonald. Maybe they go from guys in the 20s, maybe now into the top 15, top 12 mix. Uh, you know, other guys, I think just, solidified their status in, in round one or, or day two. Uh, and then we had some surprise people, and I really could keep going back to the defensive tackles, Dervin Gexter and Jalen Redmond. I think we're two guys who really, really impressed, and I think a lot of people are going to go back to the film on those guys uh, to see if there was more there because I think those guys now could see their stock really rise uh, from the combine and how well they tested out athletically. Remember, this is just a part of the puzzle uh, but again, we talked about the valid of the combine, not just the interviews and the medical stuff, which we know is the most important. 
I think it really shows you very rarely are guys high level edge players, let's say in the NFL, who aren't really good athletes. So like I think I do think it does. It shows us the athletic ability. It shows us the functional athleticism these guys have. Uh, um, doesn't mean it makes or breaks their career. Doesn't mean all good athletes become good football players because we know that to be completely not true. But a lot of the guys, a lot of the football players who do turn out to be really good are really good athletes or great athletes or exceptional athletes, especially at some of these positions. Uh, I think it helps us sort ties, and I think it helps us go back to the film. And I think there's a variety of guys here. You know, like Andre Carter looked much faster on film and explosive, but he didn't do it at the Senior Bowl, and he didn't do it at the Combine. So, you know, maybe it was the level of competition, whatever it was, but, you know, that's going to send people back to the film. You know, any athletic concerns that people had about Jack Campbell, I think he put them to rest, and I think people are going to go back and say, maybe we were nitpicking a little bit too much on the film, or maybe it was just a couple bad reps that everybody has. Uh, so I, I think you see things like that. The combine allows you uh, to get another piece of the puzzle and then look for more pieces and more data, you know, if there's question marks and, and doesn't overlap exactly with what maybe the film thought. And I think that's one of those things. Uh, so yeah, fun first day. Again, if you're checking out the podcast for the first time, uh, because you, you started following me on Twitter, thanks for hopping along. Uh, again, we mostly focus on the offensive players here at Saturday to Sunday. Uh, but around the combine and the draft, we do like to veer out, you know, and talk, you know, both sides of the ball and talk about all these prospects. Uh, I'll be live tweeting like I was today, all three days left of the NFL combine. Uh, I will tweet out every single 40 time first run, second run. Uh, I will share my thoughts, a snapshot on who the player is, how they win and the draft projection based on, you know, mostly it's based on, you know, what the big media guys kind of had these guys penciled in, in terms of big boards, positional ranks, uh, you know, and just anything I've been listening to and hearing, uh, same thing, how I do the draft projections notebook as well. Uh, so that was kind of, uh, you know, the draft projections, you know, aspect that I was putting out there on Twitter, that was not my take or grade on the player, on the defensive players, guys. I don't, I just don't have, you know, my own grade for these. I watch these players. I watch highlights. I watch some film of these guys to get a snapshot of who they are. Uh, and that's what I share out there on Twitter during the combine and the draft and in the draft projections notebook. But I'm not doing deep dives where I would feel 100% comfortable, you know, putting my own round grade on, you know, every defensive player. It's more based on, uh, a projection based on where I think they will end up going, not, you know, a film grade, you know, based on me on the defensive side of the guys. In terms of the offensive guys, I still share out the draft projection because I think that's more meaningful, you know, but the offensive guys, I have my own takes. Like, I, I know Will Levis is going to go in round one, but to me, he's more of a day two player. You know, so, you know, you know, that was the same thing that I knew about Daniel Jones a couple years ago. Kenny Pickett last year knew he was going to go round one, but I thought he was more of a day two guy. Same thing with Mac Jones. Uh, so I put out there where I think they're going to go because I think that's more viable and more important information for people who want to know who might be there for their favorite team's pick or fantasy and dynasty and stuff like that. You know, but, you know, that's all secondary to just talking about the players, evaluating them, you know, seeing where they
they might be going and what you know what ballpark of the draft. That's what I'm kind of relay out there. Uh, again, if you're enjoying the coverage on Twitter, if you're enjoying the podcast, please get over to the website. SS Football is the fastest and easiest way to get there. For $9.99, you get access to all of our premium content. You get the scouting notebook, which has almost 100 detailed player profiles on all the offensive skill players uh, in this draft who are relevant. You get the rankings notebook, which has all our different rankings. Uh, our draft rankings, it'll have our dynasty rookie rankings, it has Debbie rankings, it has positional overall dynasty rankings, and then you get the draft projections notebook sometime in April, which will basically be my collaboration. Everything that I'm tweeting out there during the combine and the draft, that's all in the draft projections notebook, and that's based, a tab for every position, offense and defense, a big board trying to project the 32 guys who will go in round one, a big board trying to project the 105 or whatever it is, players who will go in rounds one through three, day one, day two, and then a big board page trying to project every player that will be taken in, you know, in the 260 or whatever picks there is. Uh, we've had a lot of success. We rank those guys based on how we expect them to come off the board. Hence the draft projecting notebook. We're trying to pr- project the best we can. Uh, you know, we've, we've often called it here like the TV guide uh, for draft weekend. You know, you have that up. You get a snapshot of the player. You get based on their draft projection, based on everything that's out there in the media. Uh, and then you get a snapshot of who the player is and their development and some developmental areas as well. You get it all for one price of $9.99. It is the best way to support the show and help us continue to do what we do here. So I hope you enjoyed night one of the NFL Combine, guys. Uh, we'll be back for three more of these recap episodes. Hopefully, maybe we can get a guest on one or two of the nights here. Uh, but if not, I will go back at it solo as well, sharing my thoughts from each and every day of the Combine. So, on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday. <laughs>